It takes a lot to become a successful better and there's always lessons to be learned. In this series, we speak to a range of different people in the betting industry to find out what they have to say. This is Profit From Perspective. Today on Profit From Perspective, I'm joined by the author of the best-selling book, Sharper, A Guide to Modern Sports Betting. It's Poker Joe. Good morning. How's it going? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Good stuff. Um, So this Profit From Perspective series is a little bit different to some of the other Pinnacle Podcast episodes. I've got five questions to ask. We ask each of the guests the exact same five questions, but it's your answers that are going to make all the difference. So are you ready to give us your perspective on all things betting? I am. Right, let's do it. First up, question number one. What do you bet on and why? Now I bet on NFL and NBA. I have at some point bet on almost all team sports, but some of them are, are, the way I handicap is very labor intensive, so I just can't do all of them. I dropped college football betting a few years ago, so I spent three consecutive years just breaking even on it. So if I'm not going to make money at it, I'm not going to keep doing it. Soccer is my favorite sport, but that's hugely labor-intensive, and I finally dropped that just to focus on the two sports I've always done well at, which is NFL and NBA. And so how did you, how did you kind of get into betting on those sports? Growing up in, in, in the U.S., those are uh, major focuses of most sports bettors, especially the NFL. And that those were the ones I started out with. I started out handicapping the NFL just out of love for the sport, and it was the, the the most fun way to follow the sport. I got started in, in sports betting, betting on football games, which is what most Americans do. That's the main sport we bet on. And that was as natural for me to be attracted to it. And I've stayed with it ever since. It's always been, uh, it's just plain fun. I, I enjoy handicapping football. It became something, handicapping became something I did for a living, but handicapping football, I just do for fun. Uh, the NBA is different. NBA I started out modeling. And then at some point that crashed on me. I had a bad season. And then I switched to handicapping the NBA the way I handicap NFL. But again, it's it's a pretty labor-intensive approach. It, it, modeling, obviously, is the black box. It's, that's the holy grail. Sportsman is a black box that just spits out winning bets. I've moved away from that. So I handicap NFL and NBA because of the prime sports and those are the ones I've been um, – most effective with to me the idea was i will try any sport but if you can't beat it give it up and i don't think i know i can't beat baseball because that's pure modeling i don't think i can beat soccer i still have this in the back of my mind i would love to spend a season doing a english premier league which is one of the most fun leagues to follow in the world but but again it's going to be take a lot of time and i'm not sure i want to do that so on to question number two for you what's the hardest part about betting the hardest about, part about betting is the actual betting. It's staring at a computer screen all day. It's tedious. It's uh, swinging money around offshores, which I used, used to have to do that when I first started. I, got a, I found a way to get a workaround so I don't have to do that. But still, just staring at the computer screen, uh, looking at the odds carefully, constantly doing that. It could be a 12-hour day, seven days a week, and that's horrifically tedious. There's absolutely nothing fun about it. And... 
one of the ways I've managed to stay in sports betting was to to find a workaround it by having a professional better do stuff like that. But that is hard, and and just, it's just nothing fun about it. So I guess I mean obviously it's it's quite a bit of a grind for you. I, what is the kind of motivation there? Is it the the monetary aspect? Is it the the just being able to beat the bookmakers? I never had ego about beating bookmakers. That that's that's not important to me. I actually enjoy handicapping. I, I just finding out really finding out what is the essence what is the truth of the sport and as, as, as opposed to being just a loudmouth guy babbling at the bar uh, i want to know what is the truth what is the real situation uh i find more pleasure in beating the guys on espn knowing more about the nfl and the nba than the talking heads on espn the bookies to me i've never hated bookies i know some people hate bookies i've never hated bookies they're almost like co-conspirators to me. Um, they're the people we use to make money with. So I don't hate the bookies. But the betting itself, you know, I'm not actually a whole, real big on gambling. I don't get a thrill um, out of winning bets. I don't jump joy when I win bets. I'm not heartbroken when I lose them. It's just another bet. I guess it'd be interesting, those those talking heads you were mentioned there, if you maybe give them a bankroll and see how they get on. Oh, that's they're they're terrible. I mean, and and they and they're the in. Uh, I have a background in physics, and, and in physics we have an expression, they're not even wrong. And the talking heads, they're not even wrong. They're not even approaching the questions correctly. Um, it's okay. I mean, it, they're not – if anybody's betting on, on watching ESPN, then God help them. But, um, it, but the fact that they're, they think they're geniuses and they're promoted as people who really know about football and basketball, and very often they really, really don't. This was best exposed in baseball when sabermetrics came along and said, we and prove that we understand baseball better than coaches spitting uh, tobacco out of the side of their mouth in a dugout, and it's still true. Analytics uh, is is a better approach to understanding sports, and to some extent, uh, but it's not very embraced. So, question number three: What would you do with your time if you weren't betting? Well, now that I'm somewhat semi-retired, I already do that. I I exercise a lot. I I hike a lot. Um, I've had five good friends in the last eight years die uh, from what I would say was just plain being fat or for having a, a nasty lifestyle. So I exercised, I hike, and I spend a lot of time with my kids, although my kids are grown. My, my kids are grown now, so it's not that labor intensive. I still play poker. I played poker for living for about 15 years. I'm glad I don't play for living anymore, but I still play for fun. And I read a lot. I study a lot. Now that I'm older, I'm in my 60s. And I really enjoy having the free time to get back to studying economics and physics and such, which I didn't used to have when I was when being a dad was so time consuming and sports betting was time consuming also. Um, so I do the things I would like to do with my time. Sports betting now is about eight months a year, about 20, 25 hours a week. So it's not that time consuming anymore. And I like it like that. And I guess, I mean, the, the career you've had and the, the success you've had, there's obviously a lot of dedication that goes in there. So how did you... How did you find the motivation to put all that work in? When I first got into sports betting, I was actually a kid, and I just I can remember in in eighth and ninth grade when when I wanted to put a focus on the statements people would make. Somebody would say uh, the Colts are so much better than the Dolphins, or otherwise, and I would say, "No, you're wrong." And I felt like the best way to solve it was let's bet on it rather than just yapping all the time. Let's bet on it. So I, I was always interested in that. And then when I found out later that you could start making calculations and the te- and betting was the test. Betting was the test of who was right. In the long run, that was the test 
Uh, and that was, I was actually just honestly just motivated by my background in economics, my interest in it, and seeing that here's the test. Here's a way, instead of just everybody just babbling their opinions, here's a way to prove who's right and wrong in the long run. And, and, and finding out if I could do that was my motivation. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed modeling, and I enjoyed statistical analysis, and I enjoyed applying that stuff to the sports. The, the fact that there was money to be made off of it was nice, but that was not the initial motivation. So I would say I would actually you can, it is possible to enjoy handicapping. I don't think it's possible to enjoy betting unless you're a degenerate, but it is possible to enjoy handicapping, modeling, and just sussing out the truth of what's going on in a sport and with the team. Question number four. What one piece of advice would you give your old self? You know, to some extent, I wrote sharper to do that. It's like if I could mail something back to myself when I was first getting into sports betting and knew nothing and had no resources to find anything, to find good information. And I, w I wrote sharper almost as that. But I would say the single most important piece, well, it, your question is betting advice. And I always make this distinction between betting and handicapping. So the best betting advice, obviously, is line shop. It matters in the long run. It matters a lot. Juice is what crushes most betters in the long run. But juice can be almost evaded entirely if you're line shopping properly. But my best advice would be as for handicapping advice is to understand what handicapping is. Handicapping is putting a number on variables and summing those variables into a line that you compare to the market's offers. That's what handicapping even is. Because when I first started doing it, you would hear all this stuff about why you should bet on one team, why a guy likes another team, and it wasn't handicapping. Handicapping is putting a number on variables and summing those variables into a line. That's what it is. Focus on that from the get-go. And just as a, a quick follow-up to that question, I guess, then would be how did you kind of figure that out? How long did it take you to put those kind of things into practice? To, I, I did understand some of that right from the start that I had to make, make numbers or I had to come up with uh, systems as a pejorative term among sharps because we, when we talk about systems, we come up with this stupid stuff. Team A has won seven out of eight games on the road in favor by three-plus points and such. But I started it, and I started out with dumb things like that. And actually, it was dumb lucky when I started out betting football. My first few years, I hit a high percentage. That's part of how I got into this without really knowing what I was doing or even knowing that I didn't know what I was doing. But eventually, I did start to figure out that you have to just keep working harder and harder and harder, come up with as many variables as possible. You have to quantify them. And even if they're difficult to quantify, you need to find some way to do it. Even if you're just guessing, if you're saying revenge is going to be a factor here, you better still find some way to make a number out of it and apply it to an overall rating. Um, so handicapping is constantly trying to quantify variables, even if they're very difficult to quantify. You need to do it. Last up, we've got question number five, and that is, what is your one honest truth about betting? It's going to take work. You're not going to beat sports betting, uh, watching ESPN, watching football games, drinking a beer, eating pizza, and talking with your buddies about who's going to win this weekend. That's not the way it is. It's going to take a lot more work than you might be prepared to do. And this really hit home with me once. I was talking to a very smart guy, a very successful businessman at a poker game. 
man, we just went back and forth. Next thing, well, we're having a good discussion. And at the end of it, he says, you know, something I respect all that, but I've changed my mind. I don't want to get into sports betting. He said, I work 60 hours a week in my business. The last thing I want to do is start working when I bet sports. And I said, cool, that makes a lot of sense. But that is the most honest truth. If you want to be a successful handicapper, you're going to have to make a lot of work and be really smart and really creative. Most people are not going to be talented enough to do it. If you want to be a successful better, that's even more work. You're going to be sitting in front of a computer for 12, 14 hours a day, every day of the week. And it's tedious. You don't have to be a genius to do it, but you are going to have to work hard. And there's just no getting around it and be at peace about that or don't even get started with the idea that you're going to be a professional better. You can still enjoy it. In fact, here's a second truth about it. It's and people forget this a lot. You can bet sports for fun. You can make a $100 football game, a football bet, and have three hours where you're watching the game with your buddies, and you are drinking that beer, eating the, that pizza, and having a good time. And that's what it is for vast, vast majority of bettors, and they should be happy with that. You can still be non-stupid in your betting and you save yourself money. But the most honest truth about betting is you're either going to do it right, which is going to take a lot of work, or just enjoy yourself and don't bet too much. And that's, I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? You say to someone like they want to be a doctor, they're fully aware of what that takes, what they've got to put in. But for some reason or another, when you say someone says, oh, I want to be a better, I don't know why, but it just seems like the kind of journey to get there and the work that you have to put in, people just seem to disregard it. They, they do completely. And I've seen people twice in my life. I've seen guys, one, one guy, when I was young and I was just getting sports betting, he flew out to Las Vegas for March Madness, and for listeners and don't know, that's a big U.S. college basketball tournament, and he crushed it. And he came back and said, "I'm going to be a professional better." And of course, they just wrecked his life doing it. Uh, now, I've seen people do this stuff. They just think they get, you know, this small sample size illusion, and they think I've been following. This guy's thing was he's been following college basketball his whole life. He knew college basketball really well, and he assumed that meant. He could actually beat it without having any idea of how much work there was. And I didn't have much idea of it either. I just thought he was a little crazy to make so much out of a, a three-week adventure. But nonetheless, I didn't know how much work there was. I didn't even know the nature of the work. I didn't know that that there was a lot of math involved. There was calculation. Nobody told me that. Nobody knew that. Nobody on the streets would know it. When I talk to people in sports books, I have this I have this idea. And you can't maybe it's nonsensical, but that sports betters are typically more clueless about sports betting than poker players are about poker. They don't even know what they don't know in sports betting. They don't know what the questions are. They they don't know how completely wrong they are. They just know that it's fun. They like it. They think being a sports better sitting in a sports book watching ball games. And that's not it. And you're right. People would not assume that they that they could be a doctor without a lot of training or an engineer or anything else. Sports betting is hard. A lot of really, really bright people have tried to make it, and many have failed. Uh, with modeling, uh, every once in a while, I bump into somebody with a background in, uh, in programming or statistical analysis, and they think, well, that means I'll crush it. And I always do this. I say, look, go to 538.com. Go to ESPN. Go to Ken Pomeroy's site, KenPom.com. These guys are smart guys. They've done good, good work. They've come up with models. They cannot beat sports betting. So start there. Tell me why you're going to be better than the guys at 538.com or ESPN or Ken Palm, whose site I like. I'm not even knocking these guys, but they cannot beat sports betting, and you have to be better than them. Uh, and that kind of takes the rub off of it. Uh, 
the low-hanging fruit on sports betting has been picked off, especially by computer work. Um, there's nobody's going to, it's not going to be easy, period, be a piece of that from the start. Well, I've got to say, I've, I've read the book, I follow you on Twitter, and I mean, you've, you've lived up to the expectation. You sound, you're, you're a great character. I mean, some, some incredible insight you've shared, and I'd love to kind of keep on asking you questions, but unfortunately, we, we've outlined a format of a show, and, and we've got to stick to that. But I just want to say a massive thank you for taking the time to come on and, and record today's episode. And thank you. It's been fun. Pinnacle is, is the most respected book and absolutely should be. Uh, you, what you guys do is amazing. I wish you could come to the U.S. and do it. It might be tricky, but that's what most, almost anybody who knows anything about sports betting really wishes uh, you guys were in the U.S. right now. Well, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. But I mean, I hope everyone out there has enjoyed listening to this as much as I've enjoyed kind of in conversation with you. And just make sure you tune in for the next installment of Profit from Perspective. 